Thanks for joining us for Generations Unite, our weekly discussion about increasing everyday spirituality from the perspective of different generations. We hope our conversations and meditations will help increase forgiveness, spiritual healing, prosperity, and living a life of freedom and self-expression. Now it's time for Generations Unite. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Generations Unite. We're on Facebook Live. Hopefully, you're listening to us. Hey, Megan. How are you? How are we going? Would you mind? Good. Would you mind going to the KCTK radio page and then sharing it? I will. Although I feel like I hear an echo in my voice right now. I don't know if you're hearing it. I don't. I don't hear it. I think you sound great. Okay. Cool. I'm starting a watch party, and uh, hopefully you will too. Now, Megan, you are a uh, what they call. There we go. What they they call you a. Uh, are you a YouTube influencer or what? How would you categorize I, yourself? I have called myself a micro influencer before, but I don't really use that word, I guess, only because it's such a niche community. Mm-hmm. Man, the sound sounds really weird, actually. Every time I talk, I can't hear you, which is like fine, but it's like the music cuts out and everything. Mm, I'm sorry. Is there something on Zoom I can do to fix that? Well, let me try this. Now I can't hear you at all. Maybe that would be... Can you hear me now? Yes, can you hear me? Now I can't hear you at all. You can't hear me? No? (sighs) I'm really sorry. I'm going to just join the link. No, wait a second. Hold a second. Can you hear me now? Oh, she left me. Anyway, folks, this is kind of the fun Zoom thing that we do. Um, we did this when we did a podcast on Saturday or Sunday. We all went out and then we all came back in and life was good. Ah, So thanks for your patience. You can give us a call at 913-735-0060. Hopefully you're watching us on Facebook. Uh, this is our chance... Megan and I have a chance to get together and talk about some generational issues that we notice. There always seems to be such conflict, especially up in the media, when it comes to millennials that Megan is, or Gen X's like myself, or baby boomers, which are a little bit older than me. And we find these issues and we talk through them, but we find that we agree on most things because we try to find a way to unite. Welcome back, Megan. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Does that sound okay. any better to you? Yeah, I'm just going to have to deal with the weird sound thing. But I can, at least you can hear me. Yeah, well, we won't have music the whole time. So, um, I was explaining to everyone that um, we talk about generational things. Yeah, pretty much. And I'd say that there seems to be a lot of generational, I guess, Sorry, this is so weird. I like can't even hear myself talk because it's like distracting me. Um, sorry. That's okay. What were we gonna say? <laughs> um, it just seems like a lot of generational differences these days mm-hmm. that um, where a lot of people just aren't seeing eye to eye. Well, we we talk about those things. And uh, mm-hmm. first, let's figure out what's going on with you. I know you had some big news today. Yeah, I got approved to move into this new apartment. Mm-hmm. I'm moving in with my partner. And yeah, I'm excited to have a porch. Mm-hmm. In a parking so, spot, right? In a parking spot. Yes. It's a gated parking lot, which is amazing. And I just like I like the way it's all decorated, too. And I don't know. I, I showed you some of the pictures. Let me know if this makes sense. But I was, I feel like so many places, they're like renovated to look modern. They look so like trendy seeming yeah. and like almost overly modern. Yeah. Well, I think I like the way that mine was decorated on the inside. It looked like kind of homey classic classic. and homey. Because there's like almost like tan ish walls mm-hmm. where it's not just like bright white walls. I don't know. Now, where you are right now, you're on your couch with mm-hmm. your with your backdrop. Mm-hmm. This is this is basically the Megan Lavota background. 
yes. that people see on YouTube and soon um, HBO Max. Do you have a place <laughs> that you're going to be doing the same type of setup, or will you go fresh with uh, a background for your YouTube videos? So I think I'm I think I'm almost done with this uh, tapestry. We might put this in our in our room or in the guest room. Um, but I'm probably going to keep this couch because the way that the couch will be um, is going to be right across from where the uh, porch is, and so there's like this big door to where there'd be a lot of natural light mm. to where that would be a good place for it. Jess has a lot of like artwork she has prints of like uh, salvador dali paintings and mm -hmm. stuff and she has a lot of stuff to where we're probably gonna try and hang some things on the walls and i don't know what my backdrop will be but i already told her like that i know this is where i'm gonna be sitting for my videos and so i want to make sure yeah. that it looks good in the background and we said this last time that this uh pandemic has made everyone work from home but you've worked from home you work a job and then yeah. your, your main focus of working on videos and helping people identify mm -hmm. themselves is always from home. So you're getting yes. a new office as well. Yes. And that's <laughs> something I'm so excited about is because I've been sitting here, like mm -hmm. not only do I film my videos here, but I, I'll sit here like cross-legged and I have this, um, laptop stand now so that this used to like be sitting on a bunch of books every time i vi did videos now i have a stand so that i can like kind of type and do stuff on here um all the time well i wish i could tell you something has changed with it well i guess i'm working here the same i guess i'm the same thing i work right behind me and then i work doing this right here i have oh, something so do you do your job for work down there too yeah i have something new behind me and that's a kctk sign so mm. the backdrop's important, folks. Those of you just listening to audio are going to go, what is he talking about? But that's okay. Mm -hmm. So we have a couple news stories that we want to get to and kind of get some advice on your thought. Um, I'll start, if you don't mind. Okay, yeah. Okay, so I had one. Yeah, doesn't that sound like it's really breaking news? <laughs> yes. So younger generation skeptical over peers over peers COVID nineteen response. Let's see what they mm -hmm. have to say. We're gonna listen to this video. Andrew Price is a twenty five year old physical therapy student whose studies have taken a turn this semester. A lot of what we do is working hands on, working with patients, getting to see patients and help them be safe and kind of get pain to go away. So doing all of that and learning all of that online, the only patient contact we've gotten to have is through telehealth visits. While he's had to adjust to comply with social distancing, many his age see their peers ignoring guidelines. A new survey from Fullscreen, a social content company, found a majority of Gen Z and millennials don't believe their age groups are taking COVID-19 seriously. But 81% said they personally are following CDC guidelines and taking precautions to slow the spread of the virus. It's something Price has made a priority. The only times that I have left the house are to take care of my fiance and go to the grocery store. I haven't seen friends. I, I call them on the phone, Zoom chat. Nearly two thirds of the Gen Z and millennial generation say they aren't seeing the same level of commitment from others. It's disappointing to 22-year-old Brianna Zelny. She's been quarantining in Greensboro. It's frustrating to see people just hanging out with their boyfriends and significant others and their friends and not taking it seriously because that's what boils down to the problem and that's why this is spreading so much because people aren't taking things seriously. Family medicine physician Dr. Carmen Robinson says the younger generations are crucial in flattening the curve. We found that healthy young adults are not getting as sick um, as our older patients but um, in that same vein we are still at risk of being asymptomatic carriers. We could be walking around, you know, feeling healthy, looking healthy, not realizing that we are um, spreading to people who might get very, very sick. A medical assistant herself, Zelny, wishes that would sink in with her peers. Just because you're young and healthy doesn't mean that the person next to you at the grocery store is. In Greensboro, Kaylee Peterson, Spectrum News. 
I just realized I could have shared that with you, but I have it on a different computer. So sorry about that, oh, Megan. It's okay. Um, what this report is saying, all kinds of things that uh, some younger generations are seeing other people not follow it and frustrating them. But I like this statistic at the end of it, and I want to start there and get your mm-hmm. thoughts. 75% of Gen Z and millennials in the survey said the crisis has made them rethink their priorities. Mm, that's huge. What about you? Do you fall in that category? I'd say so. I feel like I tend to be the sort of person that wants to live intentionally all the time. And maybe not Maybe not everybody cares about that as much as me. But I think that even someone like me that already is obsessive about wanting to live intentionally has found that it, it just makes me have like no time for my own bullshit. It mm-hmm. makes me feel like things that don't really matter that you're worrying about are just not worth the energy. Yeah. that That's so. probably a pretty good lesson to walk away from all this is to have those priorities that some, yeah. some of the little things that you've worried about in your life aren't that big of a deal. Yeah. And I can really see how for millennials or Gen Z that if you haven't really established your priorities yet, or if you're like, if you haven't had like people say like the quarter life crisis, if you haven't had any sort of existential crisis yet and worried about things like, Oh no, what's my purpose? Then you probably already are going to now where like, I don't know if older generations feel the same way, but I think that like, if you already like own a home or have gotten married or have kids or other sort of milestones, you might be thinking more of like, Hey, well, at least I've done some things in my life for like for millennials. If you feel like you haven't done anything that you wanted to get out of life yet, then it's like, Oh, well I better redefine my priorities. You better redefine your priorities. And it's gotta be very frustrating to think now maybe you won't be able to do those things the same way you planned on doing them. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you think about this? And I think the news does this because it's, pardon me, it's like clickbait. What do you think about yeah. um, the fight between some millennials are following the rules and some aren't? What do you think of that? Like you probably saw the, in the Ozarks this weekend. Mm-hmm. All kinds of people, not just uh, millennials and Gen Zs, but also uh, mm-hmm. other folks as well. But um, I, I feel like they they kind of, um, whip this up to cause divide. Now, to me, it doesn't make a lot of sense to be doing that. And, mm-hmm. you know, my fear is that we did all this uh, uh, quarantine and then all of a sudden we're going to be, people are going to be doing like that, doing things like that and we're going to be back where we started. So I'm okay a couple weeks still uh, social distancing and doing the things that are, that the health officials ask us to do but some people are just tired of it and then the media comes along and they want me to be mad at those people and at first i am but then i think i don't i don't know what's going on in their life what's your thoughts on that i mean when you hear other millennials are doing stuff well first of all i want to say i agree that i think it kind of is causing divide in the way they framed that article but also it's just strange to me that they said wasn't it like two-thirds of millennials so that they thought that other people in their peer group weren't taking it seriously? Yeah. Is that what they said? Nearly two-thirds say they do not see the same level of commitment from others in their generation. So they don't so, see it, but that doesn't mean they're not doing it. So to me, like I heard this quote once before. I think it was in like a podcast by Gretchen Rubin. Mm-hmm. And she used this anecdote about how the best parents are the ones that read parenting books and worry about if they're being a good parent and it's sort of this idea that like if you're worrying about being a good parent or not you probably are a good parent Hmm. and like the thing so like i'm i'm thinking of that and also like with this it's like if you're so worried about people in your peer group not taking it seriously and two-thirds of them are worried about it then doesn't that mean that we are taking taking it it seriously yeah right at least for me i mean and I think a lot of this comes down to political divide as well when you have the president saying, I just saw an, uh, a headline that said that Trump was saying that wearing a mask was like being politically correct yeah. or something. 
Yeah. And then the, the his press secretary criticized Joe Biden for wearing a mask in public yesterday. Yeah, I personally, all the millennials I know are taking it seriously. So I wouldn't say the same of, oh, I'm worried about my generation taking mm-hmm. it seriously. But I guess it depends on who you talk to or like, because I can imagine like, like Republican millennials not taking it seriously. Yeah. And I don't know if it is that divided, but I mean, if you aren't worried about your health because you are healthy and in good condition and you're listening to the president and trust what he says is that it's no big deal, then why would you care, I guess? Well, I know I'm not going to fall for the trap. I'm, you know, I go to the grocery store, I put on a mask because I want to. And I and I could go through the reasons to do it and everything, but yes, I want to. And if there's other people looking at me like, oh, he's a sheep, he's a scared liberal, I don't care what they think as long as they're nice to me. As long Mm -hmm. long as no one encroaches on me or says uh, anything to me, I'm okay. With that said, if I go to a grocery store and there's people not wearing a mask, it's not my job to make them wear a mask. You know what I mean? I'm not going to be mad at them or anything. I'm just going to continue my social distancing. And I'm going to keep telling myself not to jump to conclusions on why they're not wearing a mask. You know what I mean? Because I just don't want to fall in that trap of being mad at everybody. Yeah, like, I guess I just think that if our government would have just protected us against this problem or tried to solve the problem, then we wouldn't even be completely. Yeah. And, and because th- that's what different information. Well, that's what is so frustrating about it is instead of a leader who tries to give people information, it's a leader who tries to divide. So now I'm worried about going to the grocery store and having people mad at me. You know, that's yeah. how a leader should not be doing that. A leader should be bringing people together as best they can. And what I have said yeah. um, on other podcasts is. We don't have leadership. You know, there are governors in, uh, it looks like, looks this way. The governors in blue states are restricting things and governors in red states are opening things up. You know why that is? Mm -hmm. They have no clue. There hasn't been leadership on the federal level to give them the information to know what they're doing. So if you want to criticize the governor of Missouri for opening up too soon, you really can't because you don't have the... We don't, he doesn't know. He's just trying to do what, you know, he's trying to think, well, this is what's best for my state. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I was actually thinking too about what kind of sucks is that um, if you are in a rural area, chances are you don't have nearly as many people from like LA or New York, like traveling to your town. Right. So if you're like in a small rural area, rural area and you don't know anyone that's gotten sick you haven't heard anything about it at all and all you've seen is like the economy crumble in your town yes i'm like then that sucks exactly and then you know you hear people in new york but you're saying this isn't new york why do i have to do the same thing well the reason you have to do the same thing is because we don't have the facts because the uh federal government led by the leader of the federal government the president has not provided people with the facts and if there was more testing up front, is there more testing now? You could say, okay, uh, Buchanan County doesn't have to do the same as Jackson County. Or mm. Alabama doesn't have to do the same as New York. But yeah, I think that. I kind of like the idea of it being by city in a way. Like, county, I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah, it sucks, too, that, because, like, Jess works in kansas but lives in missouri and the laws are different in kansas and so employers employers in kansas are having more relaxed rules and she's trying to not have to go back to work but she found out pretty much that not only are the owners pretty much saying no except or like you have to give a legitimate reason and it will be it'll have to be approved by the owners of the Mm -hmm. company the owners who never even go in right the office but they never even said, like, you have to wear a mask. You mm. have to be distant. They didn't give any rules. So, but also she found out that one of the owners, like, went on vacation last weekend. 
Mm. So it's like, why? Yeah. Like, and I guess it's like, well, do people, I know it's just Johnson County, but like, do they literally just not know? Or, or like, I don't know. All the information like, is so fragmented. I mean, he, here, here's an example for you. Um, I have a friend, mm-hmm. um, you know her, mm-hmm. who is a manager at a call center in Independence. They mm-hmm. have new people are being trained remotely, and then they're going to come into the call center and work. Okay? Mm-hmm. I have a friend, another friend who trains people at a call center in Lenexa. They're mm. going to train people in the call center, and then they're going to go home and work. <laughs> so oh my God. the point is, there's just there's no leadership here, and people are going to have to make their best decisions. So your example... I don't think there is a guideline. I think they're just trying to do what's best for their company so it stays afloat. And yeah. I'm and I'm just not going to get into this. They're doing something bad because I don't know the situation. But heaven forbid, someone, I, heaven forbid, if I'm at the grocery store and someone c- comes up to me and says, "How dare you wear a mask?" Because that that's going to be a problem for them. You know what I mean? Here's, I don't mind my yeah. business. Here's what I think, though, is that. There has been so much new technology that has been created um, in like the past twenty years or so that our generation, like millennials, are more well versed in technology and a lot more technologies than older generations. And it's time for people to innovate and not yes. be so resistant to change. Like the same way as like older people are like, "Why aren't you learning cursive in school?" <laughs> like I. I had to do like a group project for school with a couple baby boomers and I like told them that we should use Google Docs because that way we can all use the same document Mm -hmm. and they were like cool yeah sure and then like they both sent me back like a Microsoft um, Word document and then I had to put them all together it's like is it really that hard for if we all agree that we're doing Google Doc like is it really that hard for you to learn, especially when you're in college. Did they not want to learn, or did they try to learn and it was too hard for them? I told them that if they had any questions about how to use Google Docs, to feel free to ask. So mm-hmm. I don't know if it was just they forgot or if it was out of habit, but like that's just like a small example to where. So with Jess's company, like in question, she's they're all able to do their jobs from home because mm-hmm. they're all like creating content and just like writing. Um, everything is on the cloud. I guess, like, what I really do judge is, well, not only is it my opinion that companies should be being more flexible and incorporating new technology and stuff any time, but whenever there is, like, a public health concern in which you could, all you have to do is just open your mind and try and think of a more innovative solution. It's like people are just clinging to what they think. I feel like... So my whole rant on this is that I feel like a lot of businesses, they're trying to babysit you. They like yeah. want you in the office so that they can watch you. Because they've done it like that forever. Yeah. And it's like, we're all adults. Like, like this isn't school. Like, you're paying for someone to give you a result. And if they can't give you the result, then you can fire them. But why do you need to, like, babysit them? Right. So, so kind of back to that one, the, the first thing we talked about, 75% of Gen Z and millennials in the survey said the crisis has made them rethink their priorities. 68% said they're confident they will overcome their personal challenges. It really, everybody should reimagine and realize that change has been coming fast, but now it's coming faster than ever because of things like this that will happen. The world has changed, you know. Mm-hmm. So you had a you had a, a uh, an article. Were you going to talk about the uh, the video, the yes. Swan video? So, so yeah, I have some quotes from it. Teal Swan so, video. Um, where's she so, at here? I, w- I was going to play a little bit of it. Oh yeah, go for it. Um. Tell us who, who Teal is. So, Teal Swan is a spiritual leader. She shares a lot of insight and self-help stuff on her um, YouTube channel. She's a speaker, author, and 
her whole thing is really about helping people to heal themselves and like live authentically and she kind of just gives her take on certain subjects i seem to have the article i guess i don't have the video so her, she wrote an article and i watched the video as well the accompanying it called what's wrong with millennials it was really fascinating megan because it really went through um the criticism of millennials and then why she thinks with really good reasoning and facts why millennials do what they do mm-hmm. so so what do you have there so i have just some qu- a couple quotes that i pulled that might be interesting mm-hmm. is um many of the sh- here's one many of the shadows that belong to millennials are the result of this feeling of being duped the generation before millennials genuinely expected the world to improve with time and as a result the millennials were sold an illusion of what would lead to a good life. They illusion. distrust authority because of this now. Many millennials feel as though they were set up for failure. They were indoctrinated with ideas about how to succeed in a system that was in and of itself fundamentally flawed. A game rigged against them by the very generation who was supposed to guide them into further success. And because of this, where previous generations saw the things that their parents did that were wrong, most of them saw their parents as doing good enough to enable them to succeed in life at the very least. The millennial generation, on the other hand, feels totally set up for failure by their parents. This is a big difference between feeling like your parents did things wrong and feeling like your parents and or the generation before you set you up to fail Mm -hmm. and prevented you from success. I can relate, being an older guy, that um, that feeling of being set up to fail. Mm-hmm. I can only say as a father, though, you can only teach your kids from your own experience and what you've seen. So when I told my kids do good in school and um, get a college degree, I guess I only went that way because I saw it work. I don't know. It's really difficult mm. to teach someone for the future that you don't know of as opposed to the past that you are aware of. Yes. And I think that that is part of it is that it's not really the older generation's fault for like yeah. literally sharing like, hey, if you do good on in school, then you're going to get a good job. Like saying things right. like that. Right. But well, I think what, we, what our mistake was is not by saying that and teaching our kids that is mm-hmm. by being selfish and not ensuring that our society um, follows through on those things. Meaning, mm-hmm. yeah, folks, I'll get political here. Meaning tax cuts for the rich, mm-hmm. um, continually cuts to schools, that um, continually uh, cuts to where college costs more and more. Um, mm-hmm. Things like that. I mean... Mm-hmm. Uh, continually allowing big corporations to uh, send, well, really, continually voting for people who that allow big corporations to continue to make big money and send jobs overseas. You know what I mean? Because because I got a tax cut or something special out of it. You know what I'm saying, Megan? Yeah, that's what we did. Yeah. We didn't. We 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 just assumed it would go on, and then we could selfishly. Um, get what we wanted to get at the time without making a little bit of sacrifice to ensure that prosperity continued. Oh, okay. So do you think you, so you think that older generations uh, like could have done more to pave the road more in the future? Yeah. I mean, and you know, I was in the state legislature. I saw 20, I've seen 20 years of cut, 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 cut to schools. And so then property taxes go up. That affects your your um, your home and how much you have to pay there. And it affects how much your savings is for your kid's college. I mean, it affects everything just so you can have, at the end of one paycheck, $2 more or whatever it may be. You know? Yeah. And, and then the way it was always sold was as poor people simply weren't doing their part and uh, they don't deserve this. So you should get yours. You're working hard, so you shouldn't have to pay for them. Well, in truth, what you're doing yeah. is paying for a society that it that allows more people to prosper. Yeah. 
So a couple things I want to share, and then I want to ask you something. Is okay. one thing I really relate to. Sorry about to my is political rant. Oh no, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> one thing I really related to is it said millennials are struggling to try to stay in a society that they were meant to replace. They have one foot in and one foot out. That mm-hmm. is like exactly how I feel. Did mm-hmm. that make sense? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then, you're oh, you're supposed to replace it. Meanwhile, baby boomers are still in the workforce, and Mm -hmm. many of their positions are that you're supposed to replace are gone and never will return. Yes, and then this part, it says that we're so exhausted and suffering the burnout of feeling lied to and taken advantage of and having so fully committed to a pipe dream only to figure out that it was a pipe dream too late a pipe dream that they are still expected to be committed to despite the fact that it's right. never going to pan out. Right. You're so, you're bitching because you didn't succeed at the thing that was never there in the first place. Yeah, so like one thing I want to say on that is that I feel like a lot of companies these days they it literally seems like they want you to keep staying like to stay working at the entry level position for as long as possible right and like they like will pay you not enough and then they think that you're supposed to just keep going above and beyond in hopes of getting like a promotion like and okay i guess like i want to ask you do you know what they mean by pipe dream or like do you still believe in that or what do you think no the pipe dream is you work hard you go to college you're going to have a secure future that's the pipe dream and and that's just not the case anymore yeah mostly because uh jobs are different before this uh this pandemic there were lots of jobs but they were completely different and uh they didn't we did nothing to uh make sure that those frontline people made enough money to live. So wages were bad for everybody. And then um, not only, not only were they different, but the baby boomers never retired to get out of the way. So you could have those type of jobs. So the pipe dream. Yeah. yeah, Just didn't come. Just didn't happen. Do you think that uh, most baby boomers are upset with millennials because they think that we, are like resisting success by like not buying into the pipe dream or something. Yes. Uh, yes. What about Gen X? Where do you think that they fall on that? No, I think, I think they probably feel the same way. They did this. Why can't that happen? But, um, I know it, it's different and that's what baby boomers should realize is that things are different now than back then we had a different regulations we had different industries different technologies and things have changed a lot and so the same method to the dream the same process to get there is just gone because it's a different type of world it's a different world yeah yeah and i guess like i'm glad that you see that and i do think that not all gen x people see it but like for me like the self-help industry is booming like personality is getting more popular one of the reasons why i'm more inspired to want to put myself out there is because not only do i watch a lot of the self-help content and i think hey i i could have said that in a better way or like hey i have something to add to that like there's that sort of feeling of like oh, like, I know that I have something to add there. But then also, like, with my degree in emerging media, like, journalism, I find that it's, like, so many people are, like, moving to digital communication, and they, I feel, like, skilled in that area as well to where, like, for me to put myself out there and, like, start a business and, like, make a podcast and hope that I can make some money through that, like, I feel like older generations think that I'm being naive and that that's a pipe dream whenever... I think that for them to say, just work your way up in your marketing company until you're recognized, I think that seems like a pipe dream. And like, yeah. I, I think agree that you, in but... this world, 
now I am being practical and reasonable. Mm -hmm. I, I agree with you. I know that I've told you this, and this is this is my generation telling you, older guy. It does mm -hmm. take time, mm -hmm. and you can't get frustrated. You kind of have to put in the work a lot. Like mm -hmm. you're you're getting your master's degree, putting your time mm -hmm. in as an with an employer. Um, mm -hmm. I really, for some reason, I don't really believe that's a generational thing. I think that's an inexperienced thing. Because when I was 25, I wanted to have it all now too. But now mm -hmm. I look back and I know that the the putting in the daily work, the grind of it, made me better at what I did. And mm -hmm. living through that frustration made me appreciate what I have now more. So does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, and hopefully like after this virus is, I guess, over or however that happens, if something good is on the other end, mm -hmm. millennials will be a completely changed sort of generation yeah. because we're going to have to go through that together. Like, Well, it seems like a lot of millennials are doing what you're doing, which is mm -hmm. you're working a job, you're putting in the, the basics, the, the grind of a job, of a nine to five job. And you're exploring your your passion and you, what you want to do all at the same time. The problem is um, that doesn't make you a lot of money <laughs> up front. No. And it makes you tired. Um, but the to me, you can't give up. I mean, this article and, and what what's her name? Teal. Teal says mm -hmm. is the, giving up on the pipe dream. I'm still convinced that working hard and uh, developing your skills will get you to where you want to go. Yes. I think the difference is it's like working hard for what? Yes. I think that a lot of people are realizing that working hard in this direction isn't might not get me where I want to go. Mm-hmm. And I do think that a lot it's of hard people to tell at the time. feel like we're... Sorry, what? It's hard to tell at the time because you may have a car payment. You may have... A, a, you know, rent to pay, and you're doing a job that's not getting you to where you want to go, but maybe it will. You know, it's hard to tell during the time. Yeah. I do also relate to the part in the article where she was talking about how millennials might feel like super distrustful of authority or feeling like oh, yeah. a person is exploiting you. And that hamster wheel where you feel like you're just grinding your gears and then for nothing i at least want to feel like i'm headed somewhere i don't care if i work hard yeah it's almost like my generation is the ones before me we're also in the hamster wheel but we didn't know it you guys mm. you guys are the thinking aware uh, hamsters yes yeah because okay do you think that gen x was also just as duped but they no. just never no, because things things for me were more like um, that pipe dream. Meaning, you guys are still dealing with the generation not before you, but the one before you's definition of what to do because they're such a dominant generation. Mm. And that's why we see all these newspapers. That's why we have this podcast. That's what's going on. That's why we're talking about generations all the time because the dominance that has been the 50-year-plus dominance of the baby boomers is now being challenged by a new dominance of a new generation, the millennials. My generation was small enough, Gen X, that we kind of went along with what the rules of the dominant generation did. It didn't work out exactly the same way for us, but things hadn't changed as much. But now, I mean, it just, just, just this stupid thing has changed the world, you know? Yeah. And that's within your lifetime. Yeah. So. Do you think that in like 20 years or so, like when the baby boomers are dying more and uh, Gen X is like the old people generation, do you think that Gen X is going to can cling on to a lot of the same rules? They're going to try. I think that's what's going on right now. I think. A lot of people are still trying to cling on to the old ways. And it's really mm -hmm. a lot of cognitive dissidence going on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, I had uh, maybe you taught me this, maybe think about the generations. 
And this is a strange mm-hmm. way this came up. But I read a story yesterday. Mm-hmm. There's a TV show called Batwoman. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with it? Mm-mm. Okay, so it's on CW. And they have Supergirl and The Flash. And you know I like all those shows. So Batwoman is about Batman's cousin. The, the character's a lesbian. The actress is a lesbian. Mm-hmm. And she you know, kicks butt and wears a bat. Okay? So the news story was that this 30-year-old actress, she's around 30 years old, has announced that she's not going to, she doesn't want to do another season of it. Hmm. And then you dig deeper, it's because she's told people it's too hard to be the lead of a, of a show like this. Hmm. So here's where the generation comes in with me. The first old guy generation goes, well, she should learn how to work hard. Working hard is good. You should work hard if you want to succeed. But then I think about, you know, your generation and the challenges. And why should that woman work hard because she's on TV, because she's mm-hmm. a lead role? And if it does, if it's not for her quality of life, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think that the I think baby boomers also care a lot more about like validation. Mm-hmm. They might think that they don't, but they think like, oh, if I have this awesome job then I will be validated and worthy. If I'm on TV, I'll be validated and worthy. And I think that millennials are trying to find that worthiness in themselves and not define ourselves by our productivity. And what the sad thing is, is that a lot of baby boomers will die before they ever reach whatever they were Mm -hmm. like trying to get. And have a sad life chasing that. And so so Ruby Ruby Rose, the, Mm -hmm. the actress we're talking about, Mm-hmm. said to herself I, I don't need that validation just because I'm a lead I don't want to do this it's not good for my quality of life and the article comes out with can you believe she's quitting she's the lead actress you know of the yeah. old people clutching their pearls so I thought that was a generational thing Do you? would you agree with me yeah Thank you. I mean now that I think about it I feel like millennials would just be like well I guess she didn't want to do it anymore yeah, then right right right, <laughs> right. <laughs> Okay, so we did that. Let's 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 have a little more fun here. Okay, let's do um, if people are jerk. Let's do. Um, okay. Am I a jerk? Cool. You're a jerk. Okay, this is where we go to Reddit, and it's called Am I the Ass? But where we do jerk because I found this cool song. Do you have one? Um, I'm looking for one right now. Okay. Do you have one already? I'll, I'll start with mine, okay? So we're going to decide together, two different generations, mm-hmm. if this person's a jerk. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Am I a jerk if I leave for an internship while my sister needs support as a new mom? I'm a 21-year-old student. My sister's 33. We have no family around. Parents have both passed. I moved out of state for college. Then she moved here. Last year, she decided to have a baby alone. She went through a clinic that uh, consulted heavily before moving forward because she would be a single mom without a support network. She complained to me a lot about it, basically saying they didn't have any confidence in her. The counselor didn't have faith in her. Honestly, it sounded like they were just warning her that single parenting is hard. Last July, I got an internship for the summer at my dream company that's still happening despite COVID. Shortly after she went through with her plans, she gave birth six weeks ago, premature, but the baby's healthy. She needed a lot of help. I stayed with her for first week and a half, and then I was going to over twice a day, running errands, taking them to the appointments. Now it's all gone down, but it still asks for daily help to take the day off to be with him so she can sleep or go to the store with her at midnight because she needs diapers and doesn't want to take him out. I'm running errands for her five to six times a week, and that's not saying no hardly ever much. Meanwhile, I'm a full-time student working. I've cut down hours to work to help. I've been reminding her that I'm leaving for an internship that that she should hire someone. She's brushed it off because the baby is still sleeping better or she can find a teenager to look for easy money. It goes on. Honestly, I would probably be more sympathetic if she would partner, if she had a partner that didn't go out and she got pregnant accidentally, but she chose to be a single parent. I supported her, but I'm crushed at the thought of canceling my internship, my last chance at it, before I graduate. 
yeah, it really, really would help me for a future shot at the career I've always wanted. Am I a jerk? No. <laughs> yeah, Not at all. Tough situation, isn't it? Yeah. So, that really sucks. Also, she's 21, they said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, what do you think about someone making such a drastic decision and then wanting everyone to support them in that? That's a that's a tough thing. I think that's okay. Yeah. I think that you can't just expect other people to want to stop everything to help. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty inconsiderate. But I also feel like for a lot of people like that, they might be like looking for a reason to live or like a life meaning and yeah. they don't understand when other people have like pursuits of some sort. Right. They'd rather you drop them to help. So we're in agreement. Yeah. They're actually a hero for helping as much as you did, but you gotta she's got to go pursue her dreams. Yeah. I'm not saying forget her sister or be selfish about it, but she's yeah. gotta take care of herself too. Yeah. It just makes me sad that someone that helped that much would even think that they were a jerk. Yeah. It's kind of sad, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And you know what? She's going to go off to internship, hopefully do well, still feel bad about it. You know? Yeah. Okay. I, um, okay. I, I, I need to step away real quick. Uh, okay. So, entertain the folks. Okay. Uh... I'm not that great at being entertaining like this on my own. If anyone is watching this live, feel free to say hello. Leave a comment. Um, let's see if I can just read some millennial some tweets about millennials until he comes back. Mm. Are you still talking? Uh, no, I was about to talk, but okay, are sorry you about done? That. That's why we're mad that Madeline's not here. She could oh, do some yeah. of her zany characters. Yeah, I like was going to read millennial tweets, but then it took too long to load. Now you're back. Okay, you have uh, one of those in my jerk questions. Yes, I do. Excellent. Okay. Er, sorry, were you saying no, something? No, I said excellent. Go for okay. it. So, am I a jerk for using my girlfriend's high school poetry to write an amazing song? <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> hey, guys, I just learned about this uh, subreddit from my girlfriend, and I was hoping for some input because she won't talk to me right now. <laughs> I really hope she sees this and understands that she's being really dramatic right now. Okay, not a great way to start it. My girlfriend is an incredible poet. She's been writing since she was in elementary school. She won contests and awards. I'm a musician, so this works out perfect. I can write good melodies and sing well, but I'm stuck with words. My girlfriend helped me write a couple songs last summer, and my followers loved them. I played them live, too. So, we moved in together in March, which seems a little soon, I know, but once the current situation hit... We said, fuck it, and she moved in with me because her parents yeah. are assholes. Like Reddit slash raised by narcissist status. Oh, nice. We'll have to read that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, as I was helping her unpack her stuff at my place, no, I wait, noticed a really you, old shoebox. Let me ask you something. Mm-hmm. You're not moving in with someone because your parents are assholes, are you? No. Okay, good. Just checking. I, I love my parents and... That's nice. I Thank you. I want to swim in the pool soon. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, as I was helping her unpack her stuff at my place, I noticed a really old shoebox. As I started to open it, my girlfriend freaked out and snatched the box from me. I laughed, asking what was so special about it because she was acting like she just saw a ghost. She got super defensive and told me it was really bad poetry I wrote in middle school about high school. I'm only ha- holding on to it for sentimental value, but I don't want anyone to see it. I tried to convince her to let me read it, but it just made her more mad, so I dropped it. I couldn't stop being curious, though. It was like that shoebox started to taunt me. <laughs> I eventually waited until she read it, and it just made her more mad, so I dropped it. I couldn't stop being curious, though. It was like the shoebox... Wait. 
Sorry. There was two screenshots, so I jumped up again. The shoebox started to taunt him. (laughs) I eventually waited until she went home, went to work from home on her laptop in the spare bedroom to finally go through all the notebooks. Some of it was really cringe, yeah, but some of it was seriously just as good as her current writing. So, all throughout last week, I started working on a new song based on her old poetry. The song turned out awesome. So I posted the SoundCloud link to all my social media accounts and my fans adored it. I showed her the good reception it was getting so she could see how incredible of a teen poet she was and she flipped the fuck out on me. She threatened to take me to court for plagiarism if I didn't take it down right away, which I did, but now she's telling me to take down the other two songs that she helped write too because she can't even look at him right now. All I did was show her how talented she's always been, and now she's messaging all of her friends looking for a couch to crash on. I really love this girl. I don't want him to leave. I've apologized, but she says that I'm so full of it. Hopefully some honest internet feedback will help her understand (laughs) that this isn't worth losing a good thing, right? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, do I get to say my opinion now? Yeah. (laughs) Dude, you fucked up. (laughs) <laughs> and here's what you did she told you not to mess with them you badgered her about that she still said no and you did it anyway that was the worst mm-hmm. she probably would be just as mad if she saw you reading them without his permission as you did write a song without her permission because you had the discussion she told you how she felt and you ignored how she felt yeah and that c- is not Make a very good uh, boyfriend. That's a terrible boyfriend to do that. Now you could have you could have said, "May may I read it?" When you start writing the song, you should have said, "I I did something that you're gonna be mad about. I read your thing. I think they're really beautiful. I think they're great. I'd love to write a song about it." She probably didn't get mad at you there because you already broke the rules, but you did it twice almost. And then you tried yeah. to have other people back you up. That it, it being good had nothing to do with it. So, guess what my opinion is? You're an asshole. Oh, you're a jerk. <laughs> so, let me share you share with you the very end part. So oh, he has these different okay. edits. Yeah. So, he goes, edit. I think you guys are being way too harsh in the comments. You should really hear the song before judging. I'll upload it again and link it when I get a chance. Right now, my PC's busted. My is mobile it, data is too shitty. Is it there? Edit. Is there a link in there? No, it's not. And then it says, edit number two. The mods messaged me and told me I couldn't post the link. All respect. And then edit three. Apparently my girlfriend saw this post and left a comment of her own. Her friends are going to be here in an hour. I keep telling her I'm sorry, but she's basically pretending I'm a ghost now. (laughs) Wow. So he just still doesn't get it. He doesn't get what he did wrong at all. No, and I love how I just have to say this is sort of a toxic masculinity thing in addition to him just being a plain asshole Mm -hmm. the way that he's like all i did was show her that she's talented right (laughs) oh you need him but um yeah he he's a jerk and another thing i have to say is i don't know if if it's just that men don't write in journals i know some do and that's kind of just a generalization but there was one night where jess and i showed each other our old poetry and our old journals Mm -hmm. and she was like She's like, this is why lesbian relationships are the best. She's like, have you ever, have you ever read your journal like this with a, a guy you're dating? And I was like, no, I haven't. <laughs> so no one's ever read my journal. They're sitting, they're sitting in a, in, on a bookshelf back there. Do you read, keep read, them read, hidden? Read it when I'm dead. You have full permission to write a song about it. Okay. Hey. Oh, I should write songs about grandma's old journals that Loretta gave me. Yeah, that'd be good. I opened it and I accidentally got like her talking about like missing grandpa and like not liking her current husband. Oh, and wow. And so I, I opened it and I was like, I feel this is too invasive. I can't read mm-hmm. this right now. Now I would <laughs> say this too. She, the, the, the girlfriend in the experience, mm-hmm. she needs a light now, but it's not the end of the world. Maybe she can yeah. say to herself, you know, this guy, I can't trust him. I don't want to be her, her, his girlfriend anymore. I get that. But just because people heard words that are in a song on SoundCloud, it's not, 
she shouldn't be terribly upset by it. You know what I mean? I don't know. I understand why she's upset, but and not want to be with the guy anymore. But it's just calm down. Don't. This isn't the end of the world. This isn't a. Um, this isn't the end of the world. I like you. Maybe actually, I and would also want to break up with the person instantly as well, but only, only because of the selfish attitude and the disregarding of the emotions mm-hmm. and the. Um, not trusting, but also I would have just showed the poetry. Like, I don't have anything to hide. Right. Right. Well, that's Am I a Jerk? And I'm glad that we we both agreed on those. Let's do one other segment here that I had that Mm -hmm. is okay, I'm trying to think of the the perfect music for it. Because we have to, you know, you have to have the perfect music for things, you know, or it just doesn't work, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, this is Comments made in the year 1957 Wow I'll tell you one thing If things keep going the way they are It's going to be impossible to buy a week's grocery for $20 Wow <laughs> I'm afraid to send my kids to the movie anymore Ever since they let Clark Gable get by with saying damn in Gone with the Wind, it seems like every new movie has either a hell or a damn in it. <laughs> Have you seen the new cars coming out next year? It won't be long before $5,000 to buy a new one. Wow. Did you hear that the post office is thinking about changing a dime? Charging a dime just to send a letter? The drive-in restaurant is convenient in nice weather, but I seriously doubt they will ever catch on. There's no sense to go to Lincoln or Omaha anymore for a weeknight. It nearly costs $15 a night to stay in a hotel. Wow. If they think I want to pay 50 cents for a haircut, forget it. And this one. I'll I'll end with this one, okay? Mm -hmm. Because you're laughing so much at these. Kids today are impossible. Those ducktail haircuts made it impossible to stay groomed. Next thing you know, boys will be wearing their hair as long as the girls. (laughs) And that's comments made in the year 1957. I have another thing. Yeah. so I mean the po- the point of this is this is the parents of the of the uh, baby boomers complaining about their generation. True. It never ends, folks. It never ends. It never ends. So what else you got? So I have one other article. It's from adage.com and okay. it is it says millennials killed these products, but now COVID-19 is bringing them back. Okay, great. I can't wait to hear him. I wanted to just list the comments for you and okay. ask you <laughs> okay. if you are using these products. Oh, good question. Yeah, okay. Right now. Okay. Uh, How many do you got? Um, I think five. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. Now I have this spinning wheel. Okay. Number one. Oh, okay. We're doing number one. Three. Napkins. Yeah, I use napkins. These all-purpose paper towels have been the meal accompaniment of choice for younger generations now, recent studies have shown. But with more consumers now cooking at home, they're trying to bring an extra level of fancy to the dinner table, and napkins are trending upward. I bet napkins are just trending upward because it's hard to find paper products. You know what? I think they're talking about cloth napkins, particularly. And um, I think... I have a problem. I... I don't like cloth. I like paper. For yeah. I like paper towels and paper napkins, and maybe too many of them, as you've noticed before. Yeah, I like paper towels, and I probably use too many as well. Yep. Two. Two. American cheese. Ooh. So, American cheese has been on a hot streak for several weeks. Unlike the more rare kinds of cheese. Um, people are buying more comfort foods such as grilled cheese, macaroni and cheese. 
uncertain times turn to br- uh, make customers turn to brands that they trust. Mm-hmm. Have you been eating American cheese? Yes. American cheese is just you it just you can go to it. It's just more I don't know. If you have like Swiss, it doesn't go with everything. American cheese can go with anything quick, easy, cheap too. Cheaper. Yes, it is cheaper. I prefer cheddar if I was going to just go with It doesn't something. cheddar doesn't melt as good though. Yeah, I guess it's true. Cheese. Okay. Golf. Golf Ooh. was never a sport of choice for younger generations. It's at odds with millennial values and preferences because the rules are overly complicated. But now golf is on an upswing. Oh, the I no contact upswing. sport is one of the few mostly open for business during lockdowns. Did you know there's a big there was a big golfing thing this weekend? Did you hear about this? Mm-mm. So it was Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, and they played with uh, Peyton Manning and uh, Tom Brady. How can I forget mm. that? And they mic'd him up as they went, and it was all for charity. So they, every mm-hmm. hole, they would bet money, or they would say, the winner of this hole gets this month for charity. And it was so much fun because you could really hear them play. You could hear them talk back and forth. And they didn't have to worry too much about social distancing because, you know, it's a golf course. Mm-hmm. And it's like finally you get to watch some sports. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe things like that outside in a bigger area will become more and more mm. um, the thing. Did you hear about how there was like a boxing fight on Mm-mm. some island? It was like the a first like uh, it was either boxing or MMA. I don't really know the difference, but some sort of fight where there was no crowd and there was just a TV. Oh crew. wow! Yeah, well, I wonder how that went. Apparently, it was like kind of creepy not hearing a crowd, but mm-hmm. so okay, cereal. Four. Okay, millennials and others weren't spending much on breakfast at home before the pandemic, and cereal was hit very hard. Younger generations have gravitated more toward avocado toast and spinach smoothies, but now with kids more at home and in need of an easy meal, uh, cereal is on the rise. Cereal sales rose 35% for the week ended in April 25th compared to a year earlier. Oh. And you know when we were a kid, mm-hmm. it was sugar pops, sugar smacks, sugar flakes. It was never mm-hmm. anything. It was like sugar and heavy milk. It was the worst thing you give a kid. It's no wonder we're all fat. And all of them say on the box that it's like has the nutrients for yes. a healthy breakfast, and it doesn't. Mm-hmm. I can't believe all the cereal I would have as a kid. Like, your your generation, they try to make it, like, not sugar smacks, but honey smacks. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I like also that. would have Reese's Puffs, though. Reese's Puffs. But they didn't call them chocolate sugar. And, but that's exactly what it was. And we ate it as a kid, and we fed it to you. Sorry. Yeah. How dare you. Sorry. <laughs> One more. Uh, beer. Beer has been taking a backseat to trendier beverages, including hard cider and spiked seltzer, but now it is back. Many consumers are ordering alcohol to be delivered. Online beer sales were up more than 100%. People are wanting to make fewer trips to the grocery store. Shoppers are buying in bulk, which means more cases of Budweiser and Coors are enjoying a renaissance. Um, all Memorial Day weekend, Mm -hmm. I drink, I drink beer. And I'm a vodka drinker. Hmm. But you typically, would you say you're drinking beer more often than you normally? I never drank beer before. I just didn't drink beer. I wouldn't drink. But it's like, I well, here's, here's the party I'm having. I'm outside here having a beer. I typically never did, like, when you came over uh, Saturday, sit there at 2 o'clock and stay till 10, sitting in the same chair on the deck drinking beer. <laughs> I typically haven't done that for a long time. I've been drinking a lot more beer in general. And I don't know if it's because I can't go out, but it's just a way to like make it seem more fun. I I had like a Bloody Mary this morning. And it was what? like... On a what? Tuesday? Huh? On a Tuesday morning? Yeah. 
Didn't she have to work? Yeah. Megan. Maybe that's bad, but for shame. I feel. I feel like sometimes when you get when you have writer's block, just having like one beer or Bloody Mary can like make you stop overthinking. Father was <laughs> well, <okay>. scolding. <laughs> I'll just say that I feel like I never bought beer and I only would get it if I was like out or like at a concert or doing something. But now it's like just there. I'm not like getting super drunk, but I don't know. Megan Louise. Is that bad? Yeah, it's having, it's bad to have a, a, a alcoholic drink in your work day. I've never done that. Believe it or not. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> you're being an old man. I'm wagging the finger, folks. <laughs> the wagging the finger of the old man, telling that youngster what to do and what not to do. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> it, that's all I got. No, I mean, as far as alcohol, it's not that big a deal, but as long as you feel like you don't have to have it. Because when you feel like you have to have it, that's called a problem. Yeah. Did you have to have it? No. Okay, good. All right. All right, that's our fun time. We'll try to be back next time. Two weeks, maybe? Yeah, let's do two weeks. If not, we'll be back when we feel like it. Okay, folks? We'll be back. We're Thanks. busy with a lot of stuff. We have a lot of places to go. Yeah. Do you want anyone to know more about you as we wrap this up? Your Twitter? Um, Twitter. Or... You can find me on Instagram or Twitter at, at Megan, M E G H A N, Lavota, L E V O T A, if you want to connect and i don't say this enough check out kctk radio it's at at kctk radio on twitter if you want to know about the different programs we have announced check out that twitter feed or if you want me to make comments um to trolls that follow trump you'll enjoy both of those if you follow (laughs) at kctk radio yeah so, All right. So thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll see you next time. Thank you, Megan. I love thanks you. Thanks for uniting with us. Yeah. All right. Love you. All right. Love you. Bye. Generations Unite has been a KCTK production produced by oh. Megan Lavota and Paul Lavota. All rights reserved. For more information and content, email us at kctkradio at gmail.com.